Hey, welcome back to Everyday Economics, the podcast that helps you learn about the economic world happening around you every day. I'm your host, Chris Krug, president of the 501c3 nonprofit, nonpartisan Franklin News Foundation. Everyday Economics is a production of America's Talking Network. You can check out all of our great podcasts at americastalking.com. To support Everyday Economics, please make your tax-deductible charitable contribution by clicking the link in the show description. And we're recording today's episode on Monday, May 15th. And joining me, as always... Dr. Orfe Devangi, PhD economist. Hey, Dr. O. You know, we talked last week about the debt ceiling, and I, I appreciate the, you know, just the sort of your insights and, you know, helping to understand how to think about numbers that get that big. And I, I think that that's helpful. We talked, started to talk a little bit about impacts of the debt ceiling discussions. And, and you know, as I, I went through the headlines this morning, see that President Biden is visiting with Speaker McCarthy some point, possibly today, again, we're taping this on Monday, if not uh, early this week, to kind of go through uh, details of, uh, of what the president would like to see and try to sway Speaker McCarthy around his line of thinking. We did talk a bit about ramifications in the broadest sense, but how about you know the, the debt ceiling and how that might affect major purchases, such as things that we would be things we would be financing, and let's talk about it in terms of the housing market, shelter being a core aspect. Absolutely, it, 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 you know, there's a nice piece of research just for our audience titled "Housing is the Business Cycle." Right, basically, housing is the economy. Those swings in the economy, you know, it's all about housing. At least that's that's what the research tries to. Uh, to, to say, basically, to, to convince us of. But we've seen it, right? We've seen that when people see their house prices increase, they become wealthier, they go out and spend. When the economy is doing really, really well, the labor market's doing well, well, people decide to move out on their own and either go out and rent their own, uh, uh, their own place, right? Or they go out and buy a house. The two are very, very much linked. And so housing is a key part of the U.S. economy. It's also extremely interest rate sensitive. What does that mean? That means that when interest rates change a lot, housing is affected. We saw it in the last year where interest rates were increased. And when interest rates increased, the housing sector was first to feel the hit, right? We saw housing sales plummet. We saw, uh, we saw big decline in activity in the housing market for both, right? Both demand and supply fell back, right? So demand fell. Sellers decided not to sell. We see the housing sector is extremely sensitive to changes in interest rate. Less than three weeks away. I mean, two weeks, you know? So Jen Yellen told us, you know, the X date would be only a couple of weeks away. So June, June, early June. You know, mid June, if we're lucky. Uh, and the fact that we're there, all you have to do is look at what investors are doing right now. They are basically hedging against the possibility of default. And why are they doing that? Because the impact is going to be disaster. We talked about the complete disaster, is what we talked about on the show. Janet Yellen said the idea that the country could default should be unthinkable and would lead to economic disaster. Moody's Analytics, not me, put together beautiful piece of research that showed the potential economic impact of this whole thing, crippling the U.S. economy, causing it to slow, contract by 4%, almost 4%, lose potentially up to 6 million jobs, driving the unemployment rate up to 9%. And the stock market could actually sell off, erasing $15 trillion in household wealth. 
That's if the worst case scenario happens, which is a U.S. default. Not seen since I think 1979, I think was the only time the U.S. ever defaulted. It was a very, very brief period of time. Today, we're in a situation where it could be worse because both political parties are playing games in Washington, D.C. and not taking this very seriously. Now, what does that mean for the housing market? Well, if a lot of people lose their job and you end up with a massive crash in the labor market, the labor market falling off a cliff, home sales volume will definitely decline, right? It was decline sharply. We saw what happens when interest rates increase. Well, you know, this is one of those scenarios where if government debt is losing value, in other words, if nobody wants to hold government debt, the interest rate on that debt will go up, right? So the, the yield on the 10-year treasury would go up and mortgage rates will spike as well. And so that, that increase in interest rates would call home sales to fall. And according to Zillow research, fall by 23% relative to baseline. We already seen the housing market cooling somewhat since last year. This would be a massive decline on top of the decline. And then home values, on the other hand, you know, the good news on that side, on that front for homeowners, the home values would not fall too much. It would Home values would fall by about 5% according to this piece of research. And the reason for that is that potential sellers would also pull back, right? If you have a decline in demand, but then you also have sellers pulling back, then uh, price declines are somewhat subdued, right? There's a little bit of resistance on the, on the price front. But in any case, that would definitely affect the housing market and really cause it to go back to that freeze that we saw at the end of uh, 2022. Well, I appreciate your thoughts on the subject. We're going to call it to an end right there. For F.A.D. Von Gee, this has been Chris Krug. Subscribe to Everyday Economics and dozens of other quality podcasts at americastalking.com. 